Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow's furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com/acast. That's burrow.com/acast. burrow.com/acast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. And welcome to the Nile or Nine podcast. It is Nile and Andrea here, and we're this week we're going to be talking about the new music that we loved the most, and music we'd like to talk about that happened and occurred in April 2021. Sometimes, Andrea, I have to remind myself what year it is because who knows what year it is? Like mm-hmm. 2021, 2022, 2020. I don't know anymore. It's hard. To, it's hard to remember these times. I'm deciding to no longer observe time. So uh, I'll I'll stick with your kind of arbitrary sense of like, you know, best of the month or whatever, man. But I'm, yeah. I'm not playing. I'm not I'm not being amongst this system anymore. I'm stepping out of it. Um, but happy to talk about the music that came out in the past month. I yeah, guess. it's a good. Um, um, yeah, she's doing her quotes there. A good marker <laughs> marker of time. Uh, music is for me anyway. And it's yeah. been very much that in the last uh, couple of months and this year. But before that, we have a couple of updates on things that we have addressed in, in previous episodes. Yeah, first up, um, the Grammys have responded to our How to Win a Grammy episode um, directly to us. They have said they will no longer use anonymous review committees to determine its nominees now they didn't mention us by name but anyone who listens to us will remember that we did a, an in-depth look on how to win a grammy and we were pretty critical of this area of the grammys they say it, it's due to criticism from the weekend and we'll let them go with that but very interesting development in that because i mean that it, it's it's been working that way for a really really long time i i was very very surprised over the weekend to read this um to read this headline that that they were no longer doing that uh they're also changing the number of categories in which different academy members can vote and they've added two new awards to quote reflect its ongoing commitment to evolve with the musical landscape and to ensure that the grammy awards rules and guidelines are transparent and equitable 
you know, they've, they obviously listened. Just to remind people that what the weekend was saying about the Grammys, uh, he tweeted, the Grammys remain corrupt. You owe me, my fans in the industry, transparency. And I think he said that he would never attend or would never receive a Grammy or something until until um, he'd, be, he'd basically be boycotting the Grammys until this uh, selection process was put under review. And now it is. So that's great, I think. That's a bit of good news. Yeah, absolutely. It's always, I mean, it's always good for a, a behemoth like the Grammys to uh, take some real world considerations and changes and, uh, yeah, uh, relevancy uh, checks mm. in their lives. I think, obviously, the Grammys this year, because of COVID, was obviously a totally different experience. And I think it actually worked really well. Um, so hopefully mm. they continue that kind of buzz. A welcome thing to hear that their committees will no longer be secret, and that is uh, very, very good. The other thing that we talked about on our last episode was about the broken record campaign, actually, and just worth, obviously, uh, expanding a bit on what's happened since. Well, it's been a terrible time for anyone who's looking to take over a football club or are uh, interested oh, in my. football. Um, but not yeah. least, uh, Spotify owner Daniel Eck, who says he wants to buy Arsenal Football Club because he's been a fan for years and years and years. At this point now, it seems like a very fanciful desire that he wants to, to do, but also he's got a lot of backlash for this in the last week because, for obvious reasons, Spotify are in a position where they are not paying musicians um, in, a, in a massive capacity in terms of per stream, as we discussed on the last episode. But, mm. you know, he's looking to make a bid of 1.8 billion uh, to buy Arsenal Football Club and uh, get a lot of backlash for that. Saying, you, you, know, you have the- to admire the brass balls of these people all the same, <laughs> don't you? Like, yeah. To just not respond at all to criticisms about the fact that Spotify's raking in all this money. Artists are getting nothing. And then he's like, oh, I think I'll buy Arsenal. Like, yeah, it's a classic like uh, Silicon Valley cool CEO move. I was like, I'm going to buy a football oh, club that I love. And, a football uh, team. Yeah, wasn't it in Succession where they bought the wrong yeah, football they team? Yeah, they bought, they bought hearts, I think, for uh, for the dad. And he was like, I don't like them. I like this other team. Hibs, <laughs> I think it was Hibs, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very funny. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, does, it has that sort of vibe. Or like, um, what's his name from Silicon Valley? You know, Gavin Belton. Yeah. It feels like something that he would do. Um, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's just all, it's, yeah, it, that's, that's really mad as and as if you know football and uh money and corruption and the capitalistic nature of of uh kind of european leagues haven't been in the news enough lately so yeah this was all coming full circle you know i mean yesterday in in in, uh manchester at old trafford all the fans were Mm. protesting um because they want their club uh they want ownership back of their club from the glazers it's been going on for a long time, but it's really swelled yeah. because of the Super League stuff. But Daniel X said he wants to include the Arsenal Supporters Trust in uh, the board and stuff like that. So that's something different. Now, if only he would do that with musicians. So there you go. Maybe well, we should do that. this is it. Uh, I saw all those uh, all those uh, uh, tweets that were like, oh, is he going to pay, pay them 0.003 of a cent per pass? And he's like, yeah, right, all right. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, Fine. yeah very good. Very good. See, that's it, Niall. I don't see these tweets anymore. Good. My aren't brain you, is just well. very chill. Good. Um, and the other thing that happened over the weekend, Liverpool hosted a number of events, uh, trial events for uh post-COVID trial uh, music events. There was two nights of the Circus Nightclub, um, which 
we had people like Blessed Madonna, Fatboy Slim, Sven Veit, uh, Hot Since 82. And it just really looked like it was such a beautiful thing to see all this footage on on uh, Instagram. Suddenly you're like, this is happening right now. This is a gig that people... So basically, the trial pilot experience, um, it also happened actually later that uh, yesterday, the band Blossoms played to 5,000 people yesterday. So that was uh, a whole thing. So the way these things work is that you get a COVID test the day before, and uh, if you're negative, they let you in. So I don't know what the the actual follow-up is on this, but it's been 15 months since clubs have been let open and, and venues and all that kind of stuff. So it's been a long, long time. To It gave me a lot of hope into seeing how we could actually get back to live music. And obviously there's a lot of things being announced at the moment. There's, I think, gigs in the Olympia from the likes of Kojak and For Those I Love that are happening. Um mm. But we want to see what happens with the outcome of this. Obviously, that Barcelona event said they there was no major outbreaks or any outbreaks actually mm. at the event itself. People did get COVID afterwards. Is what happened. I'll be I'll be honest with you, Niall. I um I couldn't bring myself to look at the videos of the gigs. It was from the the Liverpool gigs. I I I couldn't do it. I I saw them come up and I went to click in and I was like, I actually don't have the heart to look at all these people uh, having a nice time and feel really bitter about it so I just didn't yeah I mean honestly <laughs> I, I, pro- I understand it but I also felt like I felt a little bit like oh that, that stings that hurts but then after a while I was mm. like no this is good because the more that other countries especially the UK do it the more then we will like they have talked about our government here talked about doing pilot events last week yeah, uh, and yeah. that is only happening because they uh, saw this happen and they know that they can't just rest on their laurels and do nothing yeah. for for the industry that's been closed the longest and will remain to be the closest the longest but it gave me a lot of hope um this year yeah. uh, you know that we might get back to something there was also a a two-day festival in Wuhan as well um oh, was there? the past little while yeah uh it, the the Wuhan strawberry music festival uh on Saturday it was mostly uh all all outdoors as far as i can see um and it had to be on online last year so they are you know obviously jesus like the 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 virus obviously like originated there yeah. so they've been they've been kind of living with this longer than than anywhere else in the world so hopefully they all had a nice time and that it goes yeah. okay well, you know, I mean, there is there is cause for optimism. Um, you know, with, I mean, there wasn't a roadmap for for the for the date and return of live events, even though some gigs obviously are being sold. But you mm. know, uh, Minister Catherine Martin here did say that um, they're working on proposals for a phased approach to reopening small music venues uh, in a seated capacity, and uh, recently established the Return to Live uh, Entertainment Working Group, who will submit their guidelines for live entertainment sector next week. Also, are preparing proposals on the holding of a limited number of pilot large events for sport and music including both indoor and outdoor events and um, 5,000 capacity so this could happen in Ireland soon and that would be really interesting and uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people looking for a ticket for that as well so <laughs> yeah we'd be dying for it um, and you know I think lumping it in with sport is a really good way to go about it because if we know anything about uh, most of the people that are in government right now but specifically our shock is that he doesn't really seem to have that much of an interest in arts but he's really into his sports so yeah I mean can... he knows where coppers is like like as he said last oh, week oh did you his, see uh, the state of that oh my god cringe yeah. out of my skin yeah very very cringe yeah um they also talked about 
at the end of June they'll look at um what it will what indoor hospitality will mean restaurant bars nightclubs was, was included in that and yeah. uh, all of those people who are waiting for their casinos to open up again were also mentioned um I haven't Just heard much about the about casino industry um, <laughs> yeah the casino industry uh, they 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 might have been quite quiet or people haven't been listening to them <laughs> how many of, how, they're doing. how many casinos are there in Ireland I don't know. I don't know many people working in the casino industry anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's 20, <laughs> 20 casinos in Ireland. There you go. That's a good uh, quiz question. Um, there you go. <laughs> okay, well, we move on to the music we want to talk about that we've heard in the last month that we, we really, really yeah. like. Great. Yeah, okay, not? let's do that. Kick, okay, we will start with a uh, album. Would what, 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 you want to start with the one we both want to talk about? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Our first album is uh, New Long Leg by Dry Cleaning. My favorite album of the year so far. Really into it. What are are you? Do you like it? Yeah, I love it. You and I haven't. Let's hear a bit of a song from Dry Cleaning. uh, New Long Leg. This is called Scratch Card. You know, I'm here. Cleaning album is called New Long Leg, and Andrea and myself are both uh, huge fans of it. I'll tell I'll tell you something, Niall. Uh, the worst experience of your life will be listening to this quite loud on your stereo and singing slash talking along with it, and then the the stereo cutting out and then hearing <laughs> your own little Dublin accent <laughs> like talking along with it. That was I had that experience last last week, week four, and uh, it wasn't a good time. So I just uh, yeah, I'm but I think it's now. the kind of album that you just find uh, yourself uh, uh, saying the words uh, walking up the stairs. That's that's me. I spend seventeen quid sending pounds on mushrooms for you because I'm silly. <laughs> yeah, a woman in aviators firing a bazooka. 
That's, yeah. I, I want to put that on a pillow. I love it so much. <laughs> it's fantastic. And it's such a, yeah, it's, it, it's a genuinely really interesting album. It's one of those albums that, that has come out and I'm just like, ah, I feel like I, I do really want to sit with this for a while. Like I knew yeah. immediately that, that I liked it. It Like the sound of it caught me. Obviously, Florence Shaw's really like engaging vocals. She kind of draws you in really quickly. But also like the, the musicianship here is brilliant. Like wh- whether yeah. she was on the song or not these would be great songs and then you bring in the layer of of the lyrics which are just so surreal and strange and not at all kind of uh linked together yeah they're they're like just these kind of images yeah they're like like, lyrics that are overheard in conversation or uh misremembered or uh yeah just not non sequiturs just like one image after another and it kind of doesn't matter like if they all make sense most of the time they don't i think scratch card lanyard is one of the more sort of narrative songs on the record and then the other ones you do do have to kind of dig in a little bit more part of the reason why i like this so much is that it's i i I reckon the lyrics that would stick out to me or the images from this that stick out to me be completely different to the ones that stick out to you and to somebody else and so on so you, you you're kind of bringing um your own little experience to it or your own sort of um imagination to it i suppose uh yeah. it's very very cool really just cool fresh sounds we i don't, don't know if i've had one of those for a while yeah it's pretty uh so they are a london-based band from brighton uh the album is out on 4ad it's their um it's their full length uh, debut but they've had a few uh, releases before that uh john parish actually produces this album as well um, yeah pj harvey's close collaborator and it is i mean musically there's a lot of kind of late 80s kind of guitar work in there to kind of like and early 90s as well sonic youth the fall gang of four that kind of vibe is in there it all uh uh quite really nicely in a way that just like keeps you really engaged even though it's really hard to define why it is engaging i still Mm. haven't quite figured out and that's keeps me coming back to it is really that Mm. kind of experience where you're like i don't know why i like this so much it is fresh it's it's also melodic, but it's melodic in this really drawl way, and uh, mm. and it's and she's brilliant. Uh, I just love the delivery, and I love the way that you know there are songs here that are just like about oh maybe uh, you know moving out of a house or something like that, or you know talking about the things you're going to take with you, or you know <laughs> I don't know. She's just she's she's sort of this like reluctant poetess and, and and but but she still manages like when like when, when you do coax her up on the stage she manages to kind of just stare straight into your heart and just speak directly to you or at you like she's a real um she has a real fluency to her like she she sounds like she's not trying that hard and that that is what makes rock cool you know there's a kind of a like that's that's what made Julian Casablanca so cool on the first Strokes record. It's like this guy sounds like he's not even trying, and I think that she she has a similar sort of vibe to her in that she uh, she just showed up like she just kind of you know has has a fag hanging out of her mouth and she's like oh yeah I'll just uh, I'll I'll just say some words I'll just say some images for what's yeah. what's been going on in my day or whatever. Obviously that's not how the songwriting process works and and these things are um, kind of 
marketed deliberately in, in, in certain kind of ways. But I love it. I, I, I love the kind of buoyancy that it has. Um, I think the, the gu- guitarists, I think there's two guitarists, isn't there? Oh, no, there's actually, there's, well, there's a bass player and a guitarist, yeah. Oh, oh it's just one, one guitar. Yeah, well, I just the, the guitar work throughout it, I think it's just brilliant. Yeah, I just really, really love it. It's the one to beat for me this year uh, Yeah, so far. it's been up there, definitely, yeah. Um, well, the yeah. next one I'm going to talk about is also up there. But before we talk about that, let's hear another bit of a song from uh, Dry King's album, New Long Leg. This is Strong Feelings. Just an emo dead stuff collector. Things come to the brain. Let's look at the geophys. Let's wait for the results from the geophys. Just an emo dead stuff collector. Things come to the brain. Spent 17 pounds on mushrooms for you. Cause I'm Okay, you guys, dry cleaning album is called The New Long Leg, and that is a reminder to myself to pick up a copy on vinyl because I like to own the ones that I really like as they come towards me and uh, enjoy them. Yeah. And I have bought the, uh, a copy of the next album um, that I'm about to recommend, which uh, has been the other and dominant album that I've been listening to in the last while. It is from Floating Points and Pharaoh Sanders. It is called Promises, featuring uh, the London Symphony Orchestra. I didn't really know what to expect from this one before it came out. I thought it was going to be some sort of oh, live kind of album thing. It seemed like that. It was being pitched a bit like that. And, uh, well, I was wrong. Um, it is. It does have that kind of feel to it, like a, a live gig that never happened. But it is an absolutely wonderful album. And I think probably the best way to, to start is to just actually play some of the music and uh, come back then. This is a... Movement six um, from the album uh, from Floating Points and Ferris Sanders. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
Okay, so this album is really a it's a journey in the way that we talk about journeys. It's a mm. it's a it takes you places. It is that recurring melodic motif is there throughout the whole album of the 46 minutes. It's a nine part movement you're hearing. Uh, that was movement six there you heard. Um, there's a lot of suspense and, and wonderment and it's a truly spectacular album. It's a it's one that is the meeting of minds between a, a younger English electronic producer, Floating Points, as you, as you may know, uh, Sam Shepard, along with the 80-year-old uh, Pharaoh Sanders, the jazz saxophonist who has played with John and Alice Coltrane, and then with strings by the London Symphony Orchestra. It is a, um, It draws from that well of spiritual jazz, but it also is like, it feels like a thoroughly modern affair. It's got the electronics that Floating Points is often using uh, in his music, and but also you know, the jazz background as well. And it kind of feels like this just pure kind of expression of emotion. I love the playfulness of of using the repetition of that motif that goes out the whole album, but never, it's always chopping and changing or like morphing and moving around. And mm. it never is just repetitious for the sake of it. And it's just like, it's so smart and so well done and so transcendental as well. It's like yeah. filled with light and like cosmic production touches and, it's just got this like wonderful flow to it. And what I love as well is the the fact that the silence is woven into the album as well as a feature of the tracks. And even on the last track, you kind of you think it's over and then it's not. It comes back in and mm. it's just an absolutely astonishing piece of work. And it's one that I've just been returning to. And um, it definitely feels like one of those ones where you just want to put on a pair of headphones or put yourself in a room and, and not do anything else and just uh, just uh, immerse yourself in this album promises um it's yeah i think it's absolutely amazing and so it's, i'm really happy we have two really great albums to enjoy this yeah. month i i also absolutely love 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 this record um i i remember i put it on the day it came out while i was working and i listened to maybe the first two track movements on it um, and I switched it off because I I knew I wasn't giving it enough time. I think I, it was kind of just happening around me, and I was like, "No, I actually I want to I want to really sink into this." So I ended up going for a walk with it. So something I really appreciate about it is that um, we're we're not given any indication of like for for such a visual piece, I suppose. Like I I, I definitely have a, a kind of a visual response to a, a lot of the sounds in this. We're not given any indication of what of what that should be. You know, the movements are named like movements one to nine. And uh again, like it 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 is giving people that space to bring what they want to it. I have listened to this in various different moods. I've listened to this while I've been in a very good mood. I've listened to this while I've been in a bit more of a somber mood and I've had different experiences each time. And I do love, yeah, I think you're dead right when you say that it is a thoroughly kind of modern and modernist affair, but I love that it's bringing together those kind of like the, the classical side of things, the very traditionally tonally classical sort of 
side of things, obviously back, backed up by by the orchestra there, and then the the jazz coming through, which is so restrained and um, delicate in 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 how it's working around this, and then also to kind of give equal weight to an electro a young electronic producer within that space. I think that I think that that's really important, and I think it kind of elevates that genre and that style of music to equate it in a way to to jazz and classical works um and i think you know deservedly so when when it sounds like this um it's a stunning work like it's it's really really stunning and you know you yeah. could listen to it a hundred times and have a hundred different responses to it it's just gorgeous and yeah i love i love that that uh repetitious um melody going through it it's never overdone it, it it never shows back up in in a way that's trying to hammer it home or trying to reward you for anything it just yeah. is it's just it's just part of it it's really um yeah transcendental i think it's a very good word for it very um ethereal i know that word gets thrown around a lot but it really is it, it is genuinely otherworldly um, yeah, I'd be. I feel like I'm going to be listening to this over and over again uh, for a long time. Um, and yeah, retur- returning to it, returning to it as well. It feels very, feels like very restorative. Very, um, it has a lot to give to us. It is, um, it's a deep well for sure. And uh, yeah, I love it. I think it's brilliant. I don't really know, and I must, you know, how the two of them really got together. I think it was more of a, like floating points has uh, reached out, and he actually had played some Ferris Sanders music at clubs like Bergheim before so I thought that was yeah. really interesting it was like uh, one of his tunes called uh, Harvest Time yeah yeah so uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we started with a set he did of a six hour set his first record was Ferris Sanders Harvest Time so he has long appreciated Ferris Sanders um, and it's so amazing to hear a musician in the twilight of his years being so present and so making brand new work and music this good yeah and embracing new new forms of doing that new ways of doing that and embracing kind of i don't i don't know how much of this is kind of improvisationally recorded or written i assume most of it is because that's sort of his background as a saxophonist but um but to just come to this work with such an open mind um and to to these uh to these players with such an open mind as well it's just it's the it's the meeting of three kind of different yeah you know po- points of music that all that all kind of orbit each other but here is an example where these are three styles just working together and and sounding like its own thing there are times when it sounds like a jazz record there are times when it sounds like a classical piece there are times when it sounds like an electronic piece but it's never fully one or two it's all it's always all three of them it is its own sound it's yeah it's gorgeous it's really lovely so that is the albums major albums we're going to talk about this uh, on this episode um we move on to songs perhaps yeah what songs have you been liking over the past month yeah well before i uh, pick out a few that i uh, really enjoyed this uh, month as always i would say um i by the time you listen to this, there should be a best of the month from the previous month. So April's uh, best of the month songs. Every month I do 25 best songs of the month. And the playlist is on Spotify as well. Uh, available to everybody. There's like, yeah. So I get I update that. It's actually currently updated. So you can see 
there's uh, three and a half thousand plus followers uh, on that playlist so that's been updated now if you want to have a listen to it nine or nine best of the month it is there and uh, I'm gonna highlight a couple of ones first that I really stuck out to me in the last month so uh, it is from Kojak and it's called Towns Dead <laughs> Okay, that was Kojak, it's called Towns Dead, that is the uh, title track from a forthcoming album, which is actually the debut album officially, uh, the follow-up to Delhi Daydreams, the mixtape uh, released on June 25th this year, as you may have heard there at the start, it does sample girl band song going Norway and I love this track I love the energy of it I can't remember who described it whether it was one of my friends or somebody on Twitter but they said uh, they mentioned uh, young fathers in reference to this song and I love that I think Kojak is such a versatile artist and he's doing really interesting work but also you know Town's Dead as well the sentiment comes from something um, that is very prevalent at the moment in, in Dublin and the lack of of cultural spaces and places that are being shut out and co-living spaces that are going up and hotels and hostels and the the things we are losing. His uh, statement accompanying this uh, track says, uh, Towns Dead comes from the potential that I see in Dublin and in the people I'm surrounded by day in and day out. There's nothing but talent and ambition among young people. I'm constantly reminded of through the art and music but I, that I see being made, but I think so often the city grinds you down, takes your hope and your ambition. I know that I can change because so many of my friends express the exact same wants, desires and frustrations with living in Ireland. If so many of us are on the same page and I know things can change, there just needs to be some sort of catalyst to kickstart that change for me. That's always been art and music. Time and time again, amazing art continues to be made in spite of the struggles and setbacks that are presented when living here. The title track and the album is the fight against what can sometimes feel inevitable. It's a rejection of what people tell you is your destiny as a young person in the city. Town's not dead, it's just dormant. So, yeah, I'm really excited to hear this album. I think it's uh, it's going to be a big one this year for sure, um, the Kojak album. Yeah, this is a sound I can 100% get on board with, with Kojak. I, I think with, with Kojak, I, I love Delhi Daydreams, but I think... Um, he really clicked with me when I saw him live. Um, he had a band yeah. with him, which I wasn't expecting. And I, I saw that like Forbidden Fruit or one of those. Or 
was at some festival a couple of years ago. It was the one I went to Father John Misty to see. Um, and and you did the uh, the Beastie Boys. Uh, oh, all together now. <laughs> all together now. That's the one. Yeah, I saw him at that, and um, and I was like, oh, I love this kind of full sound from him. This really and and then when I heard this, I was like, yes, this is the sort of urgency. Obviously, it is a it's a topic that you drive yourself mad with the amount of music that's being made about it um, in terms of like just ha- how many more different ways do we have to say these things before yeah. something happens before, but it, 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 it's, it's another take on, on what is happening to cultural spaces in, in Ireland. We've had a lot of bad news over the past week, two weeks in terms of um, cultural spaces for artists being shut down or not being reopened uh, or there are not being plans for them to reopen after the pandemic. It's a shame that our most talented artists have to constantly keep talking about this topic. But uh, Kojak is just, you know, he's he's the right person to be talking about this. He's he's poetic and lyrical. Um, but there's also such a sense of urgency when when he's when he's uh, when he's speaking about this. And yeah. even in the, 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 the music, even just it sounds like sirens. It sounds like it's an emergency, uh, which is, I think, the way that this needs to be treated. Um, yeah, this is this is a song that gets you quite angry, actually, about the state of things, um, which yeah. is which is good. Um, yeah, I'm really, really I, this this going to be a big album. One hundred percent. Like I think it so. really, really is. Yeah. Um, I, I just think he's brilliant he's he hasn't put a foot wrong for me anyway so far yeah and that tracking release last year smelly i think it's brilliant and then he did yeah the song about uh no hands about growing up without a dad and stuff like that and i just thought it was really like you know there's a lot there's multifaceted there he's a really really versatile guy like he's he's really able to step into a lot of different narrative situations also a lot of different sounds um he's he's definitely um He's definitely one of the cornerstones of what our what our hip hop community is kind of sounding like um, in its in its infancy. I think Kojak will be will be very important to that sound going forward. Yeah, very good, great. And um, before I give you a choice now, I'm gonna I want to play oh. another song because this ties uh, neatly into this. Kojak, Kevin Smith's brother, his name is James Smith, and he this is another song I heard. Um, recently he's been doing a lot of uh, he was formerly the lead singer of Gypsies on the Autobahn and uh, he has started a solo project uh, called Just Simply Jay Smith um, and he also does electronic productions under the name Yearn but he had a beautiful song and video uh, for his song uh, well the song is called Blood Orange I'm going to play this for you I don't know if you heard this yet Andrea no I haven't no okay you're going to love this I think because uh, oh yeah there's a very obvious, uh, maybe sound that I think you'll like in this. This is a oh, song called okay. Blood Orange. It's about a song written about his relationship with his wife, Fionn, and tells of a couple's second chance to reignite their passion and love. I'll play a bit of it. It's called Blood Orange.
Okay, that was Jay Smith um, with vocals from NNIC, Nick, um, but the song is called Blood Orange. Um, he has had a number of tracks out recently and uh, they've all been really, really, really lovely and uh, thought worth recommending. Seems we're talking about his brother. That's awesome. Yeah, I thought you might like that one. Uh, I really like that. Yeah. Radiohead vibe yeah, to that one for sure. And, very uh, Radiohead vibe, very Tom yeah. York sounding. Those vocals are lovely. Um, yeah, and the video as well is, uh, do watch it. It is uh, uh, very intimate and uh, personal. It's himself and his wife in the video and a lot of footage from their life. And uh, it just works really well with the song and uh, it's very moving video as well. So um, I would recommend that. So it's Jay Smith. Uh, the song is called Blood Orange. Okay, over to you. Okay, my uh, next one is um, a artist who you enjoyed me saying the name of a few weeks ago because I wasn't sure how to say it. Um, Biba Doobie. <laughs> Biba Doobie? I still I don't, don't know, know if that's right. I don't know. Biba Doobie. Uh, the song is called Last Day on Earth. Um, I heard it on Six Music. I didn't know. I didn't really know her. I didn't know what her sound was. Just sort of missed the boat or whatever um and i just heard it being played on six music and i was like what is this this sounds like that 1975 song and then it, it turns out it, it has been written by um um what's his name <laughs> Matt. Matt, matt healy jesus christ matt healy from 1975 i think wrote it or co-wrote it uh so the sound makes sense but anyway it doesn't matter i love this song i love the sound it's really sweet really kind of nostalgic very i can imagine um the kind of um so someone from gen z on a longboard that's the only <laughs> way i can really describe it like like a really cool young person wearing clothes that i wore 15 years ago you know that that sort right. of vibe um yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but she's just yeah I, then i went and i listened to more of her stuff and i don't know what why i haven't been just stanning this girl like she's She's awesome. I think she's really cool. She's really fresh. She's she's tapped into a very cool summer, easygoing sound without right. it being trite or boring. Like it's very, very, very cool song. Do you know this track? Um, I think I might have heard this once. I haven't really gone into her yet at all. I have to say, but uh, I th I think this track was a good. Well, it was it was my way in anyway. Um, okay. I I think it's great. I th I think you'll really like it. It's very fun and fresh, and it uh, sounds like the first sip of a beer on a warm day. Lovely. Sounds good. Let's yeah. play it. This is last day on earth. Go for it. Be badoobie. Be badoobie.
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can really hear the 1975. Uh, oh yeah, like you just take sure. take take her voice out and put um Mighty Healy's in and you have uh what was the song that I the 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 song that sounded like the busted song from the last from the last record. Sorry, my brain is slightly fried. I don't remember the name of anything. Yeah, I really really like it. It's just really sweet and nostalgic and um it, I'd kind of put it in line with maybe like Soccer Mommy kind of sound as well. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. that sort of uh nostalgic like young Young women making music f- that is nostalgic for a time that they haven't yet lived through, um, which is a, a, a niche enough genre, but it's it's one that I can absolutely get on board with. <laughs> no, she had not uh, last year, actually, so that's very quick. She had not met last year. I don't know. I don't know if this is from a forthcoming album or not. We won't look um, for a new so. album straight away no. um, from her, uh, in fairness. Uh, if you'd only did one in 2020, that's understandable. Uh, yeah, that's, that's fine. It's been a year. Very good. Uh, that's Biba Doobie. Song is called "Last Day on Earth." Um, this is so fun to say. Biba Doobie. Is, is that how it is? I'm thinking, presumably. I, I don't know. Biba Doobie. Like, that's how it's spelled. It's like having to remind yourself how to pronounce the word hegemony. I did it. I think I did it. He- hegemony. Hegemony. He- hegemony. But you think it's hegemony? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I, actually, I think I I, I. I remember. I said. Hegemony? Yeah, I said hegemony in like a college seminar or something, and somebody corrected me, and I think that was the way around it was. So I think it's hegemony. Hegemony. But like, nothing I think it's real. I, I actually looked up YouTube videos of this thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But do you ever, do you ever, do you ever look up those things? And um, yes. there's like pe- people that make up like fake ones and yeah, put them they're up. Great. <laughs> they're I really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Um, Playful pricks, a lot of them. Uh, do you have another one? I do, yeah. Um, another song I heard last week. So this is uh, from an artist called uh, Self Esteem. Uh, great video to this. Uh, I was previously unfamiliar with Self Esteem. And as I wrote in the piece, uh, I think I confuse Self Esteem with the band Shame and a few other bands of, of its ilk. So I thought they were just going to be... It was going to be a, a, like a UK indie thing that I rock thing that I wasn't probably going to like, mm. which isn't fair of of because I do like some of that stuff. But you know, I just had painted it with the wrong brush, and uh, uh, my friend Gavin uh, sent me on uh, the newest track. Her name is Rebecca Taylor. She was in the band. She was in an indie band called Slow Club. In fairness, so uh, but that was a couple of years ago now. She had an album called Compliments, Please, and twenty. 19 and this song is uh called i do it all the time is brand new uh, from a forthcoming album and i love uh the vibe of this it's very much again we're going more into the spoken word stuff there's but there's very much like a pop thing going on here as well so i love it this is self-esteem uh, I do this all the time. Intimidated by all the babies they have. Don't be embarrassed that all you've had is fun. Prioritize pleasure. Don't send those long paragraph texts. Stop it. Don't. Getting married isn't the biggest day of your life. All the days that you get to have are big. Be wary of the favors that they do for you.
down on so try and cheer up i'm not sure you're moving around too much you need to stand still be more like marae stop showing off you're a good girl you're a good tall girl you're a good sturdy girl I would love to tell you how the best night of your life was the absolute worst of mine. So that is self-esteem. The song is called I Do This All The Time. Um, as I said, new to me. Um, and I just, like, it was very fresh to me. It kind of felt a bit like hearing Christine and the Queens for the first time. That kind of uh, mm. vibe where it's very different, very open. Uh, it's very positive, bit of spoken word, kind of cathartic, uh, bit of mm. anthemic uh, pop stuff going on I get on a there. bit of no name. Yeah, yeah. A little bit yeah. of no name in there. Um, very much I, like I, a, hands on the shoulder kind of song um and actually in the video she is giving herself a hug as well so um, oh, that's really cool actually, that's the first time i've heard that that's awesome yeah, really i really good. like that um self-esteem Funny is due to, due to play the workman's club in the future on november 9th apparently we'll see if what that is happens. a workman's club what yeah, is that um, i don't know so what that is it's may now we'll see what happens that's november we'll see but, hopefully uh, yeah. And you yeah. said that's often a forthcoming record? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I awesome. don't have the details here of it, um, but uh, it seems to be uh, coming out soon. Um, yeah. I don't cool. think it's actually been announced yet, but there is an album on the way. Cool. Um, the last one I'll recommend for us to listen to uh, for the moment, and then I have a couple that I'll just kind of recommend at the end. The new Orla, Orla Gartland one, Zombie, I've been really, yeah. really, really enjoying. I. I remember sort of semi-struggled to get into Orla Gartland at first. I think it was the paired backness of her music. I just, it didn't grab me. I think it sounded a bit like some, a lot of other stuff that was kind of coming out at the, t- at the time. And I remember really, really wanting her to sound like a band. Um, and here it's it's a much fuller sound. And I think that she's she's embraced it really, really well. I love how she sounds on this. I love how she sounds really brave and unapologetic and kind of ready to fuck things up um and it's got a great music video i'm just like yeah i'm here now i'm here with with orla gartland i'm ready to go to the gig and buy a t-shirt so yeah (laughs) yeah she's fantastic Um, yeah you've been a fan of hers for a really long time yeah but i think every song she releases uh has been you know i mean there's been a quality present in the last you know mm. couple of years that wasn't maybe there before but i think that's you know, like you know songwriter working on their craft and just really hitting the next level of songwriting and uh, uh and those songs hit deeper so let's play a bit of zombie then this is from Orla mm. gartland Testosterone, and I hate it. 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 I hate
Yeah, I can hear like a really, um, I think she's a really smart, um, she does a really smart take on, you know, that kind of style that you might have heard before, but she makes it her own and she really, mm. you know, I really believe her when she sings, you know, I really believe the yeah. girl and, and the way she sings about things and uh, I think she's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think this sort of sound suits her. Um, it's it's a it's a real it's definitely kind of like following on from a lot of pop maybe like a pop punk sort of edge to it very girl power very um it, it does have the gleam of of that sort of thing about it um and i think it suits her really well i think um young younger girls or you know younger women sort of need a voice like this at the moment who's just kind of unapologetically poppy about it, about yeah. her feminism and, and things like that. Uh, and I really, really like it. Smart. It's awesome. Great. Great. Yep. Um, brilliant. Um, and like there's so many more uh, other songs we could recommend. I would yeah. Like so, some ones I, I, I'd like just shout out. We don't, uh, don't need to play them at the moment, but to for people to go and do a little, uh, their own little treasure hunt uh, would be... Um, the the Merle and Cobino one, uh, the the they they two songs out I believe. Uh, Ra Ra Terra is that how you say the name of the uh, the project? I don't know. I thought it was Ra Regera. I'm not sure. That's really awesome. Love that. Uh, the album by a band called Spirit of the Beehive called Entertainment Death. Uh, would really recommend as well. And uh, then uh, the What's with All the Pine by Houseplants, uh, which is Dahi and uh, Paul Noonan. Uh, first song off an upcoming um long play, I believe, uh, which is really really cool. Great to hear Paul Noonan's voice just kind of out there in the world again. Um, yeah, those are other other ones I would also recommend. Um, yeah, it was it was a busy week last week. Um, after it was, I mean, relatively quiet for April in terms of overall, but mm. um, there's a lot of albums now to listen to from last Friday. Um, I have a lot to listen to in there. Um, that Norwegian artist that's been kind of blown up on the on the down low, uh, Girl in Red, had an album out, a debut album. Yeah. There's a many, many of Roisin Murphy uh, remix album for the, for those I love instrumentals, which is, you know, um, oh, just, that, that's just a, a lovely thing themselves. to listen to. Yeah, I, I'm not, I've been listening to it a lot, so I'm probably not going to go near it just yet, but um, I will uh, keep that for another time. And then <clears throat> there's just so many lovely things to listen to at the moment. Uh, one thing I'd like to shout out just because I haven't seen anywhere else talk about it, a Dublin musician called Rob Smith, who uh, makes music as the Swedish Railway Orchestra, kind of put a compilation album of some of the stuff he's put together before uh, called The Past is Unpredictable, Select uh, Electronic Recordings 2016 to 2021. There are three discs of music there and I've been putting it on a fair bit. It's really lovely. It's just a kind of instrumental electronic music. Some of it reminds me of like Todd Terrier's, that kind of thing, but a bit more like uh, homely. Um, But Mm. it's great. It's really good. Uh, So that's the Swedish Railway Orchestra. Uh, There's also a double album released by The Coral, which is getting like really good reviews, which I wasn't expecting either of those things to happen. Um, And I haven't listened to it yet, but uh, I'm looking forward to listening to it because they're they're a band I I really liked back in the day. So... Lovely. And another thing um, I would just quickly shout out, uh, it's on my best of the month this month, is a song from Wheelhouse, uh, Finch and Sick Nanley called So Sorry. So that's uh, Dublin's Burner Records and Poxy Records, labels, hip hop labels, uh, doing tracks together. I think that's really great. Uh, really enjoying that at the moment. And a new band called Ugolino, 
um, which I've really enjoyed. And then another one um, that I added to the playlist that I haven't really done anything with yet, but there's a new Irish artist called uh, Stella. The song is called You Are Here. It's on the best new uh, Irish music playlist um, at the moment on Spotify. So you can listen to that. It is a, it's a lovely track, lovely track. Um, so cool. there's loads, there's loads to recommend. Um, <clears throat> so anything else you've been watching, listening or reading lately? Oh, well, uh, I've been watching. I finally getting around to call my agent or oh, yeah. Desperant. Absolutely brilliant. Really, really good. I wasn't very well last week, so I ended up watching uh, quite a bit of it. I watched like two seasons of it, which is great. E- good uh, watch, you haven't gotten good around to it watch. yet. Yeah, it's really good. If you haven't gotten around to it yet, it's really, really great. Um, really funny and clever and smart. Um, and I bought. It's also inspired me to re-download duo lingo on my phone and try and get back into speaking a bit of French again because I haven't done that in years what else Uh, new series of Taskmaster is just unbelievable like everybody else in the world I'm completely besotted with Mike Wozniak Um, if you haven't watched Taskmaster yet good god just go and watch it I might do that tonight because I have not watched the new series in all Niall just go back season one episode one I've watched loads of them that was what okay. I did around Christmas time. That's what I did. I watched a lot. I, I watch, caught up on watch, a lot of them. Watch the new series of Taskmaster. You'll you'll just yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, so there's that. Uh, I'm reading Annie Mack's novel. I'm reviewing oh, it at yeah. the minute. Um, it's very good so far. That's all I can say at the moment. Uh, very good so far. It's called Mother Mother. Uh, at, by Annie McManus. Um, I think it's out later in May, maybe the third week of May or the last week of May. Um, so would highly highly recommend that. Um and what else? I think that's it. Is it? Went back and watched some um some older episodes of Inside Number Nine because I hadn't caught up with the with the late the last season. The new season's going to be coming out soon. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Oh, watch the um the first episode I think of the new Alan Partridge uh, show. Oh, I'm going to watch that tonight as well. I haven't seen that yet either. It's really good. Was uh, that a Friday some... night? How crazy was that? <laughs> Yeah, Not that yeah. Going oh, anywhere, but still. And you know. I uh, finished Line of Duty today, um, but I will not be saying a single thing about it because people mightn't have seen it yet. Uh, but it was excellent. It was very, very good. That's very it, good. I think. Yeah. Great. Um, I'm I'm currently reading Megan Nolan's uh, book, uh, Acts of Desperation. Um, oh yeah, how's that going? Is it good? Good. I've only just started it though. I'm about mm. twenty pages in. That's it. Like I'm really haven't gone much further than that. I watched a few of the uh, best uh, picture Oscar nominations before the Oscars were on, and uh, to be honest, they I didn't really enjoy them an awful lot. Okay. Um, a lot of people seem to like Minari. I didn't really think it was brilliant, um, but maybe it wasn't for me. Um, I think the only one I've seen is Promising Young Woman, and I loved that. Did you like that one? I, I, I loved I, it. I felt like that shouldn't have been a Best Picture nomination. It didn't feel like it was. Ah, uh, with with this year though, like it's. it's I a know. Funny year. Yeah, I've just like I didn't. It just felt odd. I didn't really en- yeah. enjoy it necessarily, but. Uh, I and loved then it. Trial of the Chicago Seven, I'd kind of seen, but that's Aaron Sorkin, so I was like, I'm not watching that again. I'm not. I had to turn it <laughs> off. I just hated it. Um, TV show wise, I'm watching. <laughs> Uh, Spiral, uh, the French TV show that started in 2005. I bought a box set that I've only watched four episodes. There's so many things to watch, um, but some of it's a bit depressing. So I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe I won't. don't want a crime uh, murder kind of drama thing at the moment. Uh, okay. And then another thing I, was, I listened to last week, which is the comedians, the American comedians, Kate Berlant and Jacqueline Novak have a, a new podcast called Poog, which is uh, Goop 
spelt backwards. So Oh, I love that. So they have it's kind of like a piss takey semi-serious um podcast about wellness. Um but it's just using wellness as a kind of uh, a, a topic in which to talk complete and utter nonsense. Uh, Lovely. It's very funny. Um, so I have I a podcast that. recommendation, actually, if anybody is watching the new series of Taskmaster and is just just loves Mike Wozniak. He has a podcast. It's called the St. Elwick's Neighborhood Association Newsletter Podcast. And it's a um, a fictional uh, local newsletter whose uh, funding has been rescinded um, so they're putting out their newsletter as a as a podcast every week um, and it's written and performed by Mike Wozniak and it's uh, like properly like laugh out loud funny I was uh, where was I I was walking somewhere I was I was out and about in the world anyway uh, the other day and was properly laughing walking down the street and I think that hasn't happened to me in a while so nice. um, hi- highly highly recommend that whether you're watching Taskmaster or not actually if, if you know the context for Mike Wozniak and his sort of humour I reckon going into this blind would be w- would be really really good actually okay. so yeah recommend that um, it's got me back into podcasts because I'd sort of fallen fallen out with them a little bit for a while oh uh, yeah that's sorry that happens that's okay it happens it happens sure. when you have one as well because you kind of <laughs> listen to other people's podcasts being like ah they're doing a different thing is it and but yeah. no this is this is so different that it doesn't matter so it's yeah fine. very good <laughs> lovely okay well that's it from us this week uh patreon.com forward slash 909 if you want to support us as you may have known uh andre have you got your uh statement prepared from uh our discussion <laughs> No, I don't, I don't have a statement prepared, but I will I will say this. There was, there was a, <laughs> yeah, go on, go on, go on. A question was posed in the Discord this week. Um, and, and, and any of you from the Discord listening, you know what I'm going to say. The question was, would you rather listen to, which, which of these two songs would you rather listen to over and over again? Uh, You're Gorgeous by Baby Bird or Dancing in the Moonlight by Top Loader? Now... Now, the extent to which people were wrong was genuinely astounding to me. I could not believe. I think did, didn't somebody put a put a poll on their Twitter, and seventy yeah, percent of the Gav Gav put put a poll on his Twitter, and seventy percent of Gav's Twitter or uh, Instagram followers said that they'd rather listen to Top Loader over and over again over You're Gorgeous, which is a terrific song. Like, there's nothing wrong with You're Gorgeous. The, the, the two things cannot be equated in that question. It's such a ridiculous thing. <laughs> and I was, I was ratioed in the <laughs> in the Discord. Like, there was no one. I think I think M- Michelle came to my rescue later on then. But um, yeah. no, it was a- absolutely ridiculous. I did say I'd, I'd prepare a statement, but I was too angry, to be honest. And I'm still not over it. I'm still yeah. not over it. So, um, well, and, look. and, you know, I listen, I listened to the two of them. I, I put on top loader. I felt uncomfortable for the whole time because it is genuinely one of the most cynical songs I've ever oh, listened yeah. to in my life. It's I mean, also that's... a cover. And I think that that should be, that should be, uh, uh, taken into account when discussing this. And then I put on <laughs> your gorgeous afterwards and I just felt like I was sinking into a bath. I was like, this is lovely. What a song. It's brilliant. What a chorus. Yeah. What a joy. What a dance. <laughs> just well, absolutely bizarre i i was so close just like because i'm a mod in the discord i was like if, pe- if people aren't careful they're getting blocked in here i'm muting <laughs> them I'm, put- I'm putting them in time out so yeah. yeah that's what i have to say 
Okay, this. well, I, I, I look, I mean, it's the whole point of it being... Uh, uh, well, no, actually, I have a bone to pick with you, Niall, which is you on. said, you said, uh, you you could argue that Top Loathers is, is the better song, and I will. And then you never made that argument. So is there anything <laughs> you'd like to say? That's all I'd like to say. It is better. <laughs> oh, look, I, it's, I don't like... I, as I said on the Discord, uh, myself and my friend uh, once tried, uh, I think when we were hungover, we were driving to Galway maybe or something like that, from Cork or something like that. Some, I can't remember where we were going. But we um, <laughs> we uh, basically uh, played uh, Top Loader Dancing in the Moonlight uh, as many times as we could <laughs> repeatedly. And uh, we last, I think we lasted three or four before I had to turn it off. It was, uh, it was, it was put to me as like, let's, this is a challenge. Let's try and do this for like an hour. And I was like, we were giddy enough that we were like, oh yeah, of course, it'd be gas. And it was like, yeah. And, the, the and then it sapped all your ever. joy and energy out of your body. Cause it's an awful song. Yeah, Genuinely. No, and there's an not, song. there, it, there isn't many songs I'll do this with, but if, if, if that song comes on the radio, I'll, I'll switch the station. Genuinely. I don't know. I feel a little bit the same about, about your gorgeous though. That, like, that's uh, ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. Your gorgeous is a brilliant song. It's a brilliant mm. song. Mm. That chorus, mm. man. Oh, man. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. What's the point? I don't know. I don't know. Look, listen. But look, we everyone has their own answer to that question. And isn't that great? Yeah. And not everyone can be right. It's okay. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, join the join the Discord. Um, it's not always <laughs> arguments. <laughs> no, it's, it's never just arguments. One. Actually, it's never arguments. Um, yeah. yeah, join the Discord. I have sorted out my newsletter. Yeah, uh, tell us about um, it. So uh, please do a, a couple. I've been getting. Uh, th- thank you so much to people who have been subscribing to the Substack. You will be transferred over, so you'll still get the the, the newsletters, I think. Um, but if you could, uh, if you wanted to go and support me, you can do so. Um, Andrea-Cleary.ghost.io. Um, that's a it's a horrible URL. So if you go to my Twitter, it's my linked um, my linked URL thing in the it, it's it's in the bio, um, and that is yeah. I'm now up and running. I did a, a retrospective for the best music of April. I have some more stuff coming up that's going to be fun. Um, you can support me there for five or a month, um, or you can just read the free things as well. That's fine. Just you know, come and read the things I write. That's why I'm doing it. Great. Um, and yeah, that's it. So yeah, it's all sorted. It's great. I'm delighted. It only well, took you turned three that weeks. Around. Well, that's, yeah. That's big, big, big shout out to my boy, Justin um, from Ghost, who's just been there. He's, he's been my ride or die from the he's start. For I am um, 99.9% sure he does not listen to this podcast and has no idea who I am. But um, yeah, thank you, Justin. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Fair play that's to you. Where you can go and thanks, me. Justin. Yeah. Thanks, and thanks Justin. everybody. <laughs> and thanks everyone for listening. And uh, yeah, yeah, we'll be back uh, next week. I'm actually going to out of Dublin this week and that's why there's the podcast is, is happening now uh, and in, earlier in your feeds this week uh, I'm going to Derry to present a live stream gig that uh, Nile Nine is involved in you'll hear all about it later on in the, in the next couple of weeks but uh, yeah I'm very excited to be able to leave <laughs> I'm Dublin happy for you again I'm, I'm going thrilled for you this yeah, is, yeah yeah thrilled I'm, I am thrilled <laughs> I am genuinely thrilled for you like okay, this is God. this is terrific <laughs> This okay. is this is really really good. It's a sign of the times. All right, okay. We'll talk to you next week and thank you Andrea. Thank you Niall. Thank you Bye. listeners. Bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.